Well, listen, we're, uh, I'm going to continue this morning into the uh, Sermon on the Mount, and we're talking about building on the rock. Uh, so that's where we're going, right? Jesus said, he who hears these words of mine and does what? Puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house upon the rock. And so we're going through the words of Jesus as he is speaking uh, through this message, the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, so we're, we're moving forward. We're going to get to the passage that we were, I'm going to lead up to that, okay? I'm going to lead up to that to the end. And, and um, I'm really going to touch on a couple um, different areas that we've already covered in what I'm going to share with you this morning. So you can have your Bible ready at Matthew chapter 7, and I'll get there in a moment. But um, I, asked, I asked my wife this question the, the other day. I said, I said, do moms ever struggle with feeling overwhelmed? <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> she said, for moms, feeling overwhelmed is pretty much an ongoing thing. Though they don't often stop and think about it. But it's how they feel practically every day. And just judging from your response to that question, <laughs> I'd say that that was a big amen. We feel overwhelmed. Um, you know, I was looking, 70% of Americans feel that motherhood, that the, the job of a mom has become significantly more difficult even over the past 20 or 30 years, that it's, that it's harder. And um, I'm not a mom, but as a pastor and seeing uh, families and seeing moms, I would be one of that 70% would say absolutely no question. Things are more difficult for moms. I think they're di more difficult across the board um, and uh, more difficult for dads in a sense. I think there's more difficulty there. But I think as far as the family unit, probably the moms, I think has, it's been more difficult for the moms than there's been more need and call for adjustments in their life than the others, from my perspective, whatever that means. But moms, your job is already hard enough, and I know it's, it's gotten tougher. Um, but uh, you're amazing, I tell you. Um, just all the things that you're able to juggle. Moms are great jugglers. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, I mean, and, and juggling more than just some balls. You know, they're, they're juggling lives and, and all kinds of stuff, right? And, uh, and it's becoming more and more complicated, more difficult. And it's amazing how you all manage to do that and keep your sanity um, and, and, and not kill all the ones around you. <laughs> you might feel like it. Thank God you, you don't do that. You don't give in to that urge. Um, so anyway, moms, you truly, you rock. <laughs> Amen. Um, you really do. But, um, you know, so this morning, moms, I want to I wanna give you a word this morning. And uh, a few words, actually. And I pray that it will minister to you. And so uh, this morning, the title of my message is simply a word for moms and those they love. A word for moms and those they love. Because what I'm going to speak specifically for moms also would apply to every one of us here. And, um, but I want to speak this and certainly dedicate this to every mom in the building. And uh, our prayers are with you. And uh, God's, God's got you. All right, and um, the, the, I think the number one thing that I would want to encourage you to do is, Mom, continue to lean on the Lord. Continue leaning on, relying on the Lord. 
I want you to remember the words of Jesus in the verses uh, from last week uh, when we read Matthew 7 and we were looking at Matthew 7 through 11. In fact, um, 7, 7 through 11. In fact, I want to read them again. I want you, moms, just look here, all right? And everybody can look here. I want to, I want to read them to you. And these are the words of Jesus. He said this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Mom, seek, and you will find. Mom, knock, and the door will be opened. For every mom who asks receives. Every mom who seeks finds. And to the mom who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you moms, if your child asks you for bread, would you give them a stone? Or if they ask you for a fish, would you give them a snake? If you then, though you are evil, worldly, we know that. We know what he's meaning by that, right? Human, fallible. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who seek him? Mom, lean on the Lord. Trust in the Lord. That's one of my, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And some of you might share that, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And do you remember what it says? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding or anybody else's understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. Amen? Mom, he's going to do that. He, he has you. He's got you, right? Um, I remember one of another favorite passages of Scripture, Romans 8.32. And um, he who did not spare his son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him give us everything we need? If God loved you enough, Mom, to offer his son for you, do you think he's going to withhold anything else you need in your life for you, for your children, for your family? And some of you moms are carrying this alone, and, um, and so you're doing double duty and uh, filling multiple roles. And I want you to know, listen, he will never leave nor forsake you, right? Were we not just singing that this morning, right? You are with me, Father, you're for me, right? He'll never leave you, Mom. He's there. And if God's there and you're leaning on him, you're, you're going to have what you need. And so, Mom, just continue leaning on the Lord and by that not be overwhelmed. And how many, how many others outside of just the moms, who else here would be honest and say sometimes in this life you feel totally overwhelmed? Just like, I don't even know where to start. You ever looked at had a project or whatever, you know you don't even know where to start. Some people are going through the whole tornado, the house gone, like, it's just such a mess. Like, where do you start? You know, where do you, just overwhelmed, all right? Some of you be going through life, you might feel that way, but you know what? We're leaning on the Lord, just trusting in God. God's got you, amen? He's got you. And so just lean on him. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but our trust is a name in the name of the Lord our God. We're not trusting in anything else that's out there, right? We're trusting in the Lord. And in this, we walk through this, I want you to remember too, just remember not only the words Jesus just shared here, um, 
that we just read, but also remember, remember Mary, the Lord's, the Lord's mother. Here, when Jesus was born into this world, we know he's existed forever, but when he was born into this world, uh, he was born through the natural process, and so he had an earthly mother. And um, when God, when the angel revealed to Mary what was going to happen, her first question was, how can this be? <laughs> I'm a virgin. How can this be? But how can this be was like set the tone for everything. It, it was a question, how, I don't understand. How is this going to happen? But I think that, that question rang out in various scenarios. How can this be? How is this going to happen? How am I going to do this, right? How are we going to accomplish this? From the beginning, God was doing things that Mary didn't understand. And, and maybe we feel that way. Moms, maybe you feel that way. I know sometimes I feel that way. Right? But she was like tasked with raising God's son. Talk about pressure. <laughs> like, I don't mess that up. And, uh, you know, raising God's son. Don't you know she had questions? The Bible would, would come numerous times that Mary would hear something, somebody would say something regarding her son. And they would say, the scripture would say, and she pondered these things in her heart. Meaning she couldn't really grasp it. She didn't fully understand it, but she felt like what was said was important and she held on to it. And she pondered them in her heart. And I want to tell you, there's sometimes we go through things and mom, you're going to face things that's bigger than you. It's, 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 it's something you don't know. It's, it's yet into the future. It's yet to be revealed. It's yet to be worked out. And something happens and you ponder these things in your heart and you meditate and you just hold on to it. And you just trust God that when you need to know it, you're going to know it. Okay, that's what Mary went through, and, and you know, just, I don't know there was a mistake or not, but certainly wouldn't be a highlight reel when Mary and Joseph actually lost Jesus. For a few days, they didn't know where he was. <laughs> it's the only account we have of Jesus in his childhood, and like, like don't you know Joseph and Mary said, thank you for putting that in there, you know, appreciate that, you know, like, where is he? <laughs> Um, and uh, couldn't find him, and, and so all of, all of those things. <laughs> but uh, maybe you felt that way. You felt like, you know what? Uh, how many moms would confess and, 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 and say, you know what, I've, I've, messed, I've messed up. I'm not talking about sin. So I'm saying I messed up. Maybe I made a decision I thought was right, but it was wrong one. Some of you being honest, right? Join the crowd. You're not alone. And you probably may have heard me say this before. Thank God God is bigger than our mistakes. Right? He is bigger than our mistakes. Remember, this is a word not only for moms. This is also a word for everybody that moms love. All right? All right? It's for all of us. God's bigger than our mistakes. So we, we lean on the Lord. We rely on the Lord. And so we remember the words of Jesus and Mary, the Lord's mother, and also our Heavenly Father. Jesus taught his, father, his followers. He taught them in prayer. He said, when you pray, how do you, approach, how do you approach God in prayer? Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven. Yeah, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Right? Our Father. Jesus led his followers to understand that the Heavenly Father is their Father. 
He didn't say, pray this, my Father who art in heaven, you know, <laughs> just him. He said, our Father who art in heaven. How many of you are glad that you have God as your Father? And so, perfect, and he's there for you, and he's going to take care of you. So, so moms and all of us learn together and encourage each other this, lean on the Lord. Can God handle what you need? Can he handle your life? Can he manage it? I think he can. Amen. He's got it. And so continue to lean on that, and, and that way you can begin to enjoy other things. You're not always trying to figure everything out by yourself. Lean on the Lord. Lean on the Lord and in His Word. Know His Word. Because by getting into the Word of God, you're going to know God for who He is and what He can do. And you know His promises, and you can stand on His promises, and you can lean on them. How do you know? You can't, when you pray, when you're walking through things, God uses scripture to encourage you, to uplift you, to, to shore you up, right? Constantly, we're sharing scripture with people. Constantly, I'm quoting scripture, scripture to myself. How many of you have scripture on the wall of your house or a refrigerator or in your car or something that reminds you of good things God has said? Okay, well, they can't do you any good unless you know what they are, unless you get them in your heart, right? So begin to do that, and, and it's another way that you can lean on the Lord. And this, the second thing that I want to share is this, is only take on today. I think you need to look at, look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor, all right? And tell him, say, only take on today. Another way to say that is just deal with today. Right? Just deal with today. Let's look again at, at the Lord's Prayer that Jesus taught his followers, the disciples. And it's called the Lord's Prayer and there. And remember what it said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us tomorrow our daily bread and next week our daily bread. And Lord, give us next month our daily bread. And, and uh, Lord, help, help. Right? No, give us today. Today. Give us today. Our daily bread. So moms, stop trying to, to pick up tomorrow and all of its stuff. Because a, a little later, and um, Jesus uh, speaks and he, and he talks to them about worry, right? And uh, we talked about that, the whole thing about do not worry. Do not worry about your life. Do not worry about what you're going to eat. Do not worry about what you're going to wear. Do not worry about tomorrow. Do, do not worry about tomorrow, I won't ask you to lift your hand. Anybody worried about tomorrow already? Now, is it, is it wrong to think about tomorrow? Is it wrong to plan today for things that we need to plan for for tomorrow? No. And, and in fact, that's part of today. Part of today can be planning for something that's in the future, right? But that's something we deal with today. But I'm not going to deal with tomorrow's stuff tomorrow. It's not here yet, Okay. And, uh, and so dealing with today, today's provisions, today's protection, and all of that stuff, right? And, um, and so that's, that's how God wants us to walk through this life. It's one day at a time, trusting the Lord. And if we'll trust God just daily, moment by moment, hour by hour, God's going to, we're going to see that God is faithful. All my life, you have been faithful. So if we're leaning on the Lord and he's always been faithful, then we trust him one day at a time like, you know, we're going to be okay. Mom, you're going to be all right. 
Yeah? <laughs> right. Amen. So what you need will be there, Mom, when you need it. God is going to provide daily bread. He's going to provide daily needs. He's going to provide daily guidance. All right? He's going to provide it when you need it. When you get ready to go somewhere and you pack, most people don't pack a week in advance. There might be a few. They usually pack the day of, unless it's like early in the morning, right? You pack for that day, and you get ready. And so let's deal with this thing a day at a time. That's the whole Psalm 23 um, that he leads us, that God leads us. He walks with us. And it was a shepherd that was leading the sheep in the morning. He would lead them to the fields where they had food for the, for the morning and throughout the day. He didn't just turn them loose into some lush green pasture. They had to rely daily on the shepherd's guidance. And that's what God did with Israel. Do you remember, do you remember he taught them the, 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 the lesson about the food when manna would come down from heaven? Do you remember it? And this, this went on for decades. Manna would come on down from heaven, and, and every day, except for the day before the Sabbath, every day the bread only lasted for one day. Now they blew it in the beginning, and they saw that bread come down, and they started gathering, they started putting it all together, you know, piling their baskets full, and they woke up the next morning, and it was all nasty. God said, I told you, just get enough for today. And then when it came to the Sabbath, because he wanted them to rest on the Sabbath and not work on the Sabbath, when it came to the Sabbath, the day before the Sabbath, they could gather twice as much because it was two-day bread. <laughs> but that was the only time, right? But they did that today. God was teaching them. How many of you are still trying to learn to trust God one day at a time? Right? So, Mom, just deal with today. Take the pressure off and deal with today. Take the pressure off and lean on the Lord and trust Him that He's got you, that He's walking with you. Amen? And just speaking about just guidance and how many of you wonder about decisions and how to guide your kids, you know, where should I lead them there? What about this and what about that? Anybody have questions about your children, raising them? Any moms? Sure. What's, there again, Scripture, aren't you glad that we have the Word of God? Because James 1.5 says, Let anyone who lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Let her ask of God who gives generously, liberally. Right? generously liberally so mom you can go and just say lord what is your will here what do you want me to do how can i handle this situation how do you guide how do, how do you want me to walk and how many believe god answers and god shows us the way i imagine many of you moms could give testimony after testimony after testimony of the lord doing that and so just remember deal with today you're not at tomorrow yet tomorrow yet you're not at that crossroad yet all right deal with today with this moment and let God take care of you and just enjoy the goodness of the Lord. All right? Okay. Now, I want to I read, I want to take us to the scripture that, uh, that was in the flow of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And this is where, this is where we are today. Uh, leading up to this, uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 14. And it says this, 
It says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. What I want to stand out in your minds, moms, is this. Remember the big picture. Keep your eyes on the big picture. We realize here as we read these two verses, there's a lot on the line. <laughs> like we're talking life and death, heaven and hell. That's what we're talking about here, right? So the big picture is life with God, enjoying heaven in the hereafter with the Lord. Um, and so that's where we're at. I was, uh, uh, I told Lori, I said, okay, here we are. It's Mother's Day. I'm coming up on the next passage and praying God lead me. And so, you know, Mother's Day, we're going to talk about um, gateway to heaven or, or highway to hell. <laughs> you know, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, so there we are. But, um, but it brings forth an extremely important point. Moms, for yourself and for those around you that you love, how many of you know that's the, this is the big picture? This is the big picture. Of all the things that you might be worrying about, of all the things that are on your mind, here's the big picture. That you, yourself, and that your family walks through the right gate. That you travel the right road. And that you keep that big picture thing in mind. And so I ask you, what's the central vision of your life, of your home? Where are you headed when you look down the road and you have your goal set? Where do you want to be? How are you wanting to live? What is it? I pray that it's to walk with God in this life and spend eternity with Him. That that's the ultimate goal. Amen? That's what, that's what I want to hear. I know that's what my wife wants to hear. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen? That I know you, that I'm walking with you. And so all of these other things, these endless, uh, in, in, innumerable, countless things that we deal with and we juggle every day, in the middle of all those, part of the way we deal with them is by remembering the big picture. Where, are, where am I headed? Where is my family headed where am I wanting to bring these children where am I wanting to influence the people around me in my life I want to keep the big picture in mind right I'm going to read it again enter through therefore Jesus says this enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it Notice here that there are, there are only two paths. There's only two options. And they're totally different. Right? There's only, there's only two ways. The highway to hell or the highway to destruction or the gateway to heaven, the gateway to life. And we're, we're cruising and, um, and there's, there's two options for us. The highway to destruction, I was looking at this, I wish I could have got something bigger. It was the best funnel I could find. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. 
And this, this is kind of what this is, this is illustrating, what this is talking about. The, comparatively, there's just a really small hole, maybe just beyond a quarter of an inch here. This one's probably four inches wide, okay? The road to destruction is broad. It's huge, all right? It's, it's a broad gate. It's a, it's a wide gate. It's a broad way, and it's popular. It's very popular. It's a heavily traveled path. A lot of people are going here. And like I said, this doesn't do it justice, but I, I pray you'll get the idea when you compare one into the other, all right? This is the broad gate. And uh, folks, this is, this, is where everybody's, this is where everybody's going. In fact, whenever we came to the age of accountability and we sinned, we first sinned, we, we, were, we were committed to this gate. We were walking here. Amen? And so we're, we're, we're in this thing. And, and, it's, and it's broad. And there's a lot of room here. You could be, seem to be free and it's liberal and there's, 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 it's not as restrictive. You know, I, I can do a lot of things. This is, there's not so much off limits. Now you take this and you, and you magnify this quadrillion times, all right? And then we get the picture here on the, how big. But it's, it's huge. A lot of freedom. I can, I, can do, I can do this. I can go here. I can think that. I can do this and whatever, and it's good. And how do you kind of like enjoy that? A little bit, okay? All right. Now, the other end, the narrow gate is very restrictive, just small. And a lot of people don't want to become Christian or used, used to not want to become Christian <laughs> because they knew it demanded a life change. And a lot of the things that they used to be doing, they realize are out of bounds and they can't do that anymore. And so life's very limited. Oh, I mean, I shouldn't go there. You mean I shouldn't do that? I shouldn't drink that. I shouldn't smoke that. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't be with this person or that person. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's very re- restrictive. And so they say, I don't want to do that. Here's, here's the danger of today. today. Today we have a lot of false prophets, and we'll be dealing with that uh, maybe in the next uh, message. We have a lot of pro- false prophets that say you can belong to Jesus Christ and still go through the wide gate. It's a lie. They say you can do all this stuff and, you, and you're still fine. It's a lie. All right? It's a narrow gate. It's a narrow gate. Okay? It's a narrow gate, and it's not popular. And it's really some shocking words that Jesus himself says here when he says, and few there be who find it. Few. I'm glad that I found the narrow gate. Amen? Now, here's what happens. When, that's what, this is why I've got this funnel here. The wide gate looks great. Doesn't I mean a lot of freedom, do whatever, wide gate. Let me, if I'm thinking of a, of a a person, a picture of somebody who, who entered the wide gate. I'm thinking about the prodigal son. And he said, I, I, don't, I don't want to be, live under the restrictions and restraints of my father. I want to go out and I want to launch out and I want to live it up. And he got his inheritance. He got his money and he ran off. And I mean, he's running around everywhere. He's just enjoying it. He's going at it, right? And then all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden it goes a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and he begins to lose those things and he lost all his money and when he lost his money, he lost his popularity and he lost his friends and he couldn't even begin to meet for his basic needs. Famine hit and he wasn't prepared for that because he wasn't leaning on God, he was leaning on money. And so when his money ran out, his strength ran out. And there were no friends there that he could buy anymore. Nobody looking up to him because he was wealthy and rich could do all kinds of things and they could get together and have, have all kinds of fun. No, they were all gone. And just like this funnel, all of a sudden this gate that was so broad became so narrow and so restrictive. And he finds himself living in a pig pen begging to eat the food that was being fed to the hogs. Is he having fun? It's very restrictive, wasn't it? Was he free? No. He's bound. He was controlled. On the other hand, on the other hand, take, take Israel, for instance, the nation of Israel. God brought them out. He delivered them out of bondage and he led them the path that they were to travel. And it was a path where they were to follow the Lord. And God brought them through a very narrow path. He brought them through the narrow path of the Red Sea where Moses directed them. Didn't look like it was a good start in the beginning. Looked like they were in trouble and going to fail. But they walked through that path and as they walked through that path, it was kind of restrictive. The Lord was guiding them. They had mountains all around them. They were in a wilderness, very limited the food they got was just, I mean, they were crying out for food. They ran into a time where they ran out of food, right? And they prayed. God gave them food. Um, they came to a place where they needed water, the basics of life. They came to a way, a way they needed water. God provided water from a rock. It was all kind of restrictive, kind of limited. God was teaching them how to walk. He gave them the Ten Commandments on how they can walk, right? And they're going through, and they're, they're getting to know God. And finally, they get to the place, and they cross the Jordan River, <laughs> They cross the Jordan River. When they cross the Jordan River, they enter into the promised land. And God begins to open up for them all of that territory, all of that land. And for every each one of the 12 tribes, they each receive a very generous proportion of property. And they're enjoying life. And what started off really small, all of a sudden began to blossom. That's how God works. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, right? Such, against such things, there is no law. In other words, there is no limit. It is liberal. I mean, flowing. Amen. Is it loving? Do it all. Amen. Right? If it, and if it's a joyful, joyful, it's incredible. It's immeasurable. All of those things, that's how it works. And you know, so when it talks about it, it was difficult. Yeah, there's some difficulties and some challenges, and all life faces that. But there were some restrictions in the beginning, but how many know all of those are designed for God to lead us up into this very liberal place where we enjoy God because we're living in the love of the Lord and the guidance of the Lord. And so it's impactful not only, I mean, first of all in this life, but also ultimately in the eternal life. And uh, going in this way is going to lead to death. And you're going in this gate, it's going to lead to life. And it's unending. Amen? So moms, 
the last word I just leave with you. And it's an encouragement and a challenge to say, remember the big picture. Which one of those gates are you walking through? I'm going to tell you we're in a culture today that everybody, they just... They're, they're, they're drunk on themselves. They're drunk on <laughs> popularity and being in, being just attention. Let me tell you, if, you're, you're, if, if your goal is for you and your kids to be popular, you will fail. If that's your goal, if that's your goal, you're going to fail. If your goal is to please God, and whether you're popular or not, you please the Lord, you're going to succeed. You're going to be all right. And who cares whether we're popular or not? Right? It's him. And so in this world, you're out here, oh, I don't don't want my kids to be left out. And we put all this pressure. Look at the pressure we're putting on ourselves because people have laid their lives on the altar of all kinds of carnal things and we don't want our kids to be different. Oh, I want my kids in that. I want my kids in that program. Oh, I want my kids to have that kind of designer clothes. Oh, I want them to be aware of those kinds of shoes. Oh, I, that, that group's so popular. Oh, you see how the town notices them? I want my kids to be a part of that group. They're elevated. They're they're lifted up. You fall into that, and all of a sudden, you're a slave to whatever that is. Come on. And our societies and small towns are loaded with it. You got to know the right people. You got to be in the right crowd. You got to live in the right neighborhood. You got to drive the right car, wear the right stuff. Or you're really not anybody. If you belong to him, you're a king's kid. And he's going to give you whatever you need. Amen? Lead moms, lead your kids according to the big picture and walk with God. And you'll find that those things, you'll find that many of the things we thought we needed were actually wants. They weren't really needs, they were wants. And you won't spend your time being just so hectic and running the world's program. You can run God's program and you'll be free and full of life. And you don't have to try to please anybody. You don't have to try to fit in with anybody. Like, you know what? If God's okay with you, you're okay. Come on. Can we give God a hand for that? Amen? Come on. Amen. Amen. Well... Moms and everybody here, there's a decision to be made. (laughs) The the narrow gate or the broad road, the gateway to heaven or the highway to hell. And you know what? You don't have any choice but to choose. You can't say, I'm not going to (laughs) choose. You have to choose. I drive to East Tennessee regularly and to Nashville regularly, and, and, uh, and I come to that place just past Dixon, 
And uh, if I got to go, if I got to go through the Nashville area, I'm always checking to see, all right, you know, is there, is there an accident? Is there traffic problems? Is there road work? Is it backed up? And I'm always checking my map to see, all right, do I need, do I need to continue on through I-40 and go through Nashville or do I need to take 840 down around through Murfreesboro and go around that way? And already I'm trying to think in my mind, trying to think, all right, which way, which way should I go? Which way is the best way, you know, get me where I need to go? Fortunately, there's a sign there, and it'll and just before the exit, just a minute or so before the exit, there's a sign. It'll say so many minutes this direction through Nashville, and so many minutes that way, and help make a decision. But when I get there, I gotta, I have to make a choice. Am I gonna, am I gonna stay on this road, or am I gonna turn? You know, that's the way it was for me. That's the way it was for you. I was living my life, and all of a sudden, I came to an exit, and God provided a a narrow gate where I could get off. And you know what? The thing about it is when we're living in this life, usually it's like we're not looking for a narrow gate because we're kind of happy with the way things are. We're just cruising along. We're having a good time. We think we got freedom. We think we got what we want. We're cruising along. Everything's going good until some trouble hits. You ever notice that we don't tend to turn to God until we get into trouble? And that's why trouble can be such a blessing. That's why problems can be such a blessing. Because when we start facing problems and we start seeing how this broad way begins to all of a sudden become difficult, we say, oh my, I'm not sure I like this. Oh my goodness, I'm into something that's bigger than me. Lord, I need help. Maybe we're saying, Lord, I need help. We were opening up, and then all of a sudden, God provides something. He provides that, that gate, and we can go through it. Or we can keep our pride and our stubbornness and insist on going the same way. But I'm so glad I took that narrow gate, that detour. I was in this broad path, and I came to that detour, and I came out, and God led me to a whole different world, a whole different life. And I am forever, ever grateful and thankful to God. Aren't you? Hallelujah. Why don't you stand with me all over this place?